You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up, Warport family? We are back with another great edition of the Auburn Express, powered by the Warport. It's Thursday. I'm here with my guy, Auburn Memes. I'm Mike G. Uh, the third part of the trio is off tonight. Mike Mack and Memes is just Mike and Memes tonight, and we're talking Auburn versus Missouri. Memes, Auburn laid the beat down on Missouri 89 to 56. Uh, the Tigers beat the other Tigers by a 20, 33 point margin in this one. Now, I can't stress enough. Uh, this was probably Auburn's most complete offensive performance of the season. Uh, they shot 48% from the field, but most importantly, they shot 50% from three point range. Katie Johnson was having himself a game. Denai Broom improved on his performance uh, against Alabama that wasn't very good. He went three for 11 in this one. He went eight for 13, but led all scores with 20 points. How surprising was this? win versus Missouri. Yeah, so I mean, I always thought if you go back in a time machine and even beginning the season, midway through the season, even as recently as a few weeks ago, I'd have had this one circled as a trap game. Mm. Missouri has been kind of a slippery team. They they kind of, they're one of those like they can beat anybody, but they can kind of lose to anybody teams. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they they got just absolutely manhandled by Kansas beginning of the season. They yeah. know, beat their cupcakes pretty solidly. They come back and they pretty much manhandle Illinois. They have a manhandling of Kentucky and then they drop on to Arkansas. They play a close one to Vandy. They kind of go on a little dumper in the SEC. They bounce back against Arkansas, a duper to Alabama. And then they go back and they whoop up on Iowa state. So this team, and let's not forget Tennessee, just before Auburn. So, I mean, this team has kind of been all over the place as far as their ups and downs, probably even more so of an extreme version of Auburn. They come into this game with a better record than Auburn. And this, I did not have this being Auburn's like biggest conference win and one of their biggest like point margin wins of the entire season on my bingo card just because of knowing how this team has been. Now, the one thing I will say about this Missouri team is they're, they haven't been the best on the road. That's definitely a, one of their marks against them. When they play at home, they're really good. So that's, thank goodness that um, Auburn had this one at home because that's, uh, that's where a handful of their big wins have been that I just for mentioned. But man, oh man, did that road slump hit them hard? I will say, though, asterisks on that. They did beat Tennessee at Tennessee. But aside from that, every other big win they had pretty much was at home. That's facts. And coming off the momentum of those wins, I guess also Mississippi State on the road. But coming off the momentum of those wins with the kind of slump that Auburn has been in, like 
did you know what was going to happen? Did you have a feeling? It's, it was really kind of hard to. It's really kind of hard to call where that was going to look look at. There. Yeah, but memes. Listen, let's 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 talk about some of these statistics here. Uh, uh, Missouri, although Bruce Pearl gave them their respect, is one of the worst rebounding teams in the country. Auburn slaughtered Missouri on the boards, uh, twenty six to forty eight. Now you're going to win it many games getting out-rebounded by such a wide margin. But Auburn did do that. Um, Now, uh, Missouri had 16 turnovers to Auburn's 15. You know, ultimately, I feel like the rebounding was the biggest thing in this game. Missouri couldn't rebound at all. Auburn got a lot of second-chance opportunities. And uh, some of those were kicked out for threes. Others were just putbacks. Uh, there was one possession tonight. Um, memes that Jalen Williams like got his own rebound like three times, <laughs> and yeah, they awesome. got a putback. It was insane to watch. So they were not a good team on the boards. Uh, although coming into this game, you know Missouri had an eight and seven record. Uh, they were seven and five in conference. You know, they had a better record than Auburn coming into this game, both in conference and overall. Uh, so this was not one that Bruce Pearl was overlooking, and they just dominated them on, you know, in every aspect of the game. Now, versus Alabama, uh, Auburn's shooting percentage was terrible. It was in the low 30s. Tonight they shot 48.5% from the field. You know, when you watch this, is that more about them just taking higher percentage shots or are they just knocking down shots that they've been missing? And, you know, can they keep that going? Yeah, so luckily, and that's one thing I love about being on the show is that there is a uh, recorded record of the things I say. <laughs> of course, receipts. And I believe, yes, we got the receipts on there. So y'all, y'all go back and listen. I do believe I went on record and said behind this ear mic right here we're talking in, that it was bound to happen that Auburn was overdue for a game where they just shot just well beyond their numbers. Lights just, out. Mm-hmm. Yep, they shot the they shot lights out. And I think it's safe to say this was the night. Now, would I rather had that game maybe been against like, you know, Alabama or even Tennessee or even Kentucky or Alabama or Tennessee again? Yeah, probably so. Maybe we got another one or two in the bag. Let's hope okay. so. Okay. But like it was bound, like there, there was going to be a game. There's always a game where it's just like Auburn went bonkers. And the sad part is, is Auburn had been on like the losing end of that stick for other teams, such mm-hmm. as like, you know, AM, West Virginia, even Memphis and USC to an extent, where it was just either the team or a point guard was just having insane, like, whoa, that's, Double, triple average right there shooting. So it was kind of nice. And I guess we got a little bit of that against uh, Mississippi State where they were just breaking up, didn't make a single uh, three-point shot, and Jalen Williams went absolutely bonkers that game. But it was nice to see it. And hopefully you can kind of get that momentum. I think the biggest victor of that, at least from the moral like step, would be KD. Because, I mean, this is this is the KD. I thought everybody thought, ah, we'll see a lot more of this throughout the season. And, like, this has really been... Like th- this was like kind of like an average game for him last year. This mm-hmm. is kind of just what KD did. He scored 15. He knocked him back from deep. He was a menace on defense. He was just all over the place, rebounding. I mean, just turnover. Two turnovers. Um, 
steals is what I meant to say there. Uh, you got some just a well balanced as as just a menace, and mm. he you know he went off on Missouri last year. He got the game winning shot that um, kept Auburn alive in that Missouri game. That was a, a tough one in Missouri last year. So that was awesome to see. So going back to the original point of the question, it was bound to come for Auburn. It finally came. Now, I think the matchup was interesting, but we'll kind of talk on that in just a second. But uh, For sure. Now, uh, well, let's talk about it right now. Let's, oh, let's go. All right. Good segue. Yeah. yeah uh, Organic. Bruce Pearl, in the postgame, mentioned, talked about matchups. He felt like they matched up pretty well. They felt like they had uh, an advantage at the five down low with Janai Broom versus anybody yeah. Missouri had, yeah. right? They just didn't have an answer for him down low. Uh, you know, let's you know, moving forward, what are those matchups? I mean, Albert's not going to have as favorable matchups. I think these last five games are going to be tough. Um, I think that Vanderbilt might be the only thing that I could probably call a gimme in my mind. I don't uh, miss. Toss up. Like, who knows, man? I, you know, my question to Bruce Pearl was, how do you get consistency out of this team? How do you see what we saw tonight for the next five games so that they can close the door on the conversation about whether this team is going to be on the bubble come, you know, Selection Sunday? Yeah, hot hot take on this one. I okay. genuinely think that this Auburn team has gotten better in these losses, like top to bottom. I know that sounds kind of crazy, and you've seen okay. it some. Like they'll lose a game, but they'll go up in Kim Palm. I don't think that's a hot take, though, Memes. I think we saw that, um, you know, in some of the losses. Well, they played a great offensive game, but just lost. It's been about closing, right? Yeah. More so than anything, isn't it? No, it's like you, you know when you got that you got that guy that like goes out to the bar and just like immediately he's got all the girls on him and you're like man like dude's got the magic but like never walks out with like just never gets any for, no numbers no going home and nobody like just straight up like mm-hmm. they just suck him dry for a drink and then it's done like yeah that's that guy he's like the the king of the opener but just like the the absolute gesture of the closer. And that's kind of what it's been. I mean, the Alabama game, I think, was a perfect microcosm of that. Is you're up on a team the entire game, you game planned them, you outcoached them, you basically just had to execute the last seven minutes of that game and not give anything up. And you just saw it got a little sloppy there where they were losing that game plan. Alabama was making some tweaks and it just wasn't there. And it was just enough to kind of let mm-hmm. it slip at the end with either a st- stupid, stupid foul. Bad pass, a bad, t- you know, whatever, whatever it may be, just not securing the ball in key situations, and like they, that's kind of been the story for the whole season. But I think that the team chemistry is getting better. We're seeing more versatility, and it's weird. Like thinking back, even go back to Israel, this team I feel like has had like three different identities of like what they do through the entire season. I just don't think you really see that a whole lot. Where like in Israel, like, oh, it's going to be like really well-rounded team. It's going to be real freshman heavy. Then the beginning of the year, it's like, um, don't really know who the points are going to come from. This is just going to be like a defensive team. Right. And and now it's sort of shifted back to like, okay, are we starting to get a little bit more well-rounded and get back to the get back to the shooting and not be just so one-dimensional 
on like we're going to really count on defense and your mistakes and we're going to kind of capitalize on those. So it, it I still don't know exactly what the identity is of it right now, but we're starting to get a little bit more on the the point side, kind of speeding the game up. Or the beginning of the year, it was a slower pace. They were much more comfortable then. So. Well, speaking of, you mentioned shooting. Now, yeah. uh, let's talk about Wendell Green for a second here. Yeah. Uh, not his best game offensively, but I think it was one of his – I still I think I think it was one of his best games. He was 0 for 4 from the field. Mm-hmm. Uh 0 for 1 from three-point range. So he wasn't jacking up logo threes. Five for five from the free throw line. Nine assists. Yeah. Nine assists. And uh he actually turned in four rebounds in this one as well, too. You know, when I mean, I thought he did a great job facilitating the offense. So other guys got involved. Broom had 20 points. Uh he was tossing lobs to Cardwell, uh, who also finished with eight points on the night. Uh, they had three guys in uh, double figures, essentially, in Katie Johnson, Alan Flanagan, and Janai Brown. But, you know, Wendell Green, is Auburn a better team with Wendell taking only four shots but facilitating the basketball? Well, once again, let's cite the receipts, because I said this weeks and weeks ago, I love mm-hmm. this, it's so nice, that, like, one of the key stats that we needed w- – Wendell to jump up on was the assist. And I can't remember if I said it um, over here on Lobtown with Ike, but like when I made this statement, Wendell was like season average of assists was like around three a game. Now he's up that, and I don't know if it's refreshed as of tonight, but he's up that now to 4.3. So almost, you know, he, he's, it's almost adding two a game average mm-hmm. to what it was. It was a pretty low average prior to that. So it's, it's tough to climb those up, but that, that is something that needed to go in the right direction since my uh, proclamation it has, and it facilitates, which makes more people dangerous. So let's kind of look at this. Alabama's like entire game plan for shutting out Auburn was taking broom out of the game. And for the most part, they did offensively make broom, not much of a factor. You could tell, like, that's what they were mm-hmm. trying to do. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, Wendell and even KD, to an extent, stepped up to the plate and said, all right, we'll take it from here. And, I mean, Wendell had a hell of a game against Alabama. I would not be shocked if Missouri might have looked at that tape and said, hey, we got we to gotta take Wendell out of this game. Yep. And then Broom went to go eat. And that was kind of what this team needs is to be a little bit more multidimensional getting back to, all right, you, you know, you, you take up, you, you hold our arms, we'll kick you. You hold our feet, we'll punch you type mentality. And that's where you've got to have if one person, and you saw that too, they were trying to trap, they're running a lot of press they're trying to make Wendell uncomfortable, trying to make him make some erratic passes and to put him in a situation keyword here to turn the ball over, which look at the stat sheet. He did not do. And, I mean, Broom, if he hadn't tweaked his ankle in some of those weird dunks, he, he probably had gotten more points mm-hmm. if he had the chance. And then, yep. you know, you saw, you saw Cardwell get in there. And as you said, the matchup, it's odd because teams that do this guard-heavy stuff, it, it seems to be super, super hit or miss. Like, it's either going to, like, really, really give Auburn some problems or Auburn is absolutely going to eat you alive. Like, there's not really, like, a middle ground with that. It's just, it kind of goes one way or another. And size matchup like they had them in the guard spots but everywhere else Auburn just they had the size and the physicality that Missouri just could not 
remotely beginning to keep up with. And yeah, that just got him. It just got him, and they could they couldn't get around it. Couldn't survive it. Well, let's be let's be let's be real here. Um, Auburn absolutely dominated Missouri physically in this game. Oh yeah. Um, uh, this looked like you know men playing against boys. I mean, it looked like there. if I was out there in a Missouri jersey, jersey, let's be real. Yeah, me and you, Carly, <laughs> me and my heart of fusion, and you and you know your awesomeness against just complete monsters. It was not. It was not a great matchup for Missouri, uh, despite the successes that they've had this season. And listen, man, they're a solid basketball team. You know, they may not be that great at rebounding, but this was a solid basketball team that Auburn beat. Um, Bruce Pearl certainly wasn't overlooking them, and I think he's keenly aware of his team's propensity to play up and down to the competition. So uh, they had to take this one seriously. They did, and they came out with a big win. Uh, kind of moving forward here, uh, you know, do you have any clo- any closing thoughts on this game before we talk about the task that they have left? Well, you said rebounding. I just want to kind of hit that stat for everybody out there. Twenty six to forty eight. That was it. I mean, you are gonna you're gonna do some damage to another team if you out rebound forty six to twenty eight. And I mean, they're in assist. Missouri had ten. Auburn had twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that was fairly even was turnovers with fifteen to sixteen, with uh, Auburn barely having a advantage there and then they were both pretty even on fouls and then obviously you know points the one stat that truly does matter is not even a uh i'll i'll make this point <laughs> not I think even a question that, i think that there are uh, three games that auburn lost this year at least that would look like this on the scoreboard had the refs called an even game now when i say that uh missouri went to the free throw line 18 times auburn went 20 both teams were, you know, eighty percent or better from the free throw line, and so the officiating in terms of foul calls wasn't really a factor in this one, right? Yeah, I mean, it's fairly. I mean, it was fairly balanced, and I, I'd say for the most part they let them play. I mean, there were a few things in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe got a little got away with, it. and I think it was both sides. I mean, there's a there's a few times I was looking, ooh, maybe, maybe got a little, got away with a little shove there, maybe got a little of the reach there, but it wasn't like a game changing game momentum shifting moment and obviously we know how you know how I feel about the, the refs this over uh this overcompensation of blowing the whistle and we saw that with some games or lack thereof and the, just the inconsistencies of it and for me like we we know officiating cannot be perfect right but just be just be consistent if you're going to be if you're going to keep your whistle swallowed do not blow a whistle at a horrifically like inopportune moment when you've been letting that go all game and on the flip side of that coin, if you are going to just be trigger happy on that whistle and then the absolute moment where, you know, maybe there's like a three-point shot foul that might put things into overtime just to completely like let that one go when you're standing right there. Just a few kind of asinating things like that that just make that just make the game much more difficult to watch and play. Yeah, I mean, it, it was fine tonight. And it's amazing when the refs aren't there getting in the way uh, mm-hmm. What 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 can happen. So... Yeah, uh, and that's another task at hand. I mean, the refs aren't going anywhere. We still got to deal with more refs, but we're gonna we're getting the telescope and looking down the looking down the scope of the final final stretch of the season. Yeah, yeah. I All mean, right. that's where we're, that's where we're at. I mean, at the end of the day, listen, you know, uh, you cannot really control the refs. Um, I feel like Auburn has been on the uh, they've been on the bad end of some terribly 
officiated games. It's yep. been unfortunate. So uh, they've got to find a way uh, to play the game so the officials are not dictating the you know, uh, you know, the outcome, which means, you know, when you go up by double digits, holding leads, not having stupid turnovers and then closing games out. Now, you know, in no sport, I do, do I think the officials can the officials change the flow of the game more than in basketball. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the kicker here, like outside of the Northwestern game. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can make an argument here for the Florida game. Mm-hmm. And I don't really remember officiating being a huge factor there. But like I said, that was the first SEC game that was back in December, so I, I got slept on the numbers on that one. But if you look at Auburn's win columns, pretty much all the games they've had have been like pretty substantial wins. Like there's mm-hmm. been enough points to where you're not really going to look at like, oh, we officiated and gave Auburn that game. And but. the losses, though. <laughs> but yeah, there's a few. There's a few L's that were mighty close and had some mighty interesting stat lines. You're kind of wondering, like maybe A and M, like the fact that A and M shot 100 free throws and all. Definitely A right? Like, I mean, if if the percentages in A and M hold, right? Like, you know, when you go back and look at that game. Uh, memes and I'm I'm pulling it up right here because right now because I I just want to be accurate in what I'm saying. Um, you know when you look at the percentages, right? Like uh, Auburn was 64 percent from from the free throw line at, at nine of 14. A mm-hmm. was 79 percent from the free throw line at 31 for 39. Right? If you if those percentages hold, but the amount of free throws taken are at least close together. Auburn wins this game easily. Auburn wins this game easily. And and this is what I'm talking about because down the stretch of this game, the way they were calling fouls, you had Broom playing soft defense, just trying not to foul out. Yep. Because of the way they were calling it. Um, And there were, you know, a few other of the players who were in the same dilemma based on how they were calling the game. So, you know, this is something that the SEC office, I think, needs to take a look at. Um, you know, the the situations in which there is a, a, review, a meaningful review, it just doesn't seem like it's happening. And, you know, Auburn, again, has been on the short end of the stick when it's come to that. So, you know, they've got five games left in this, in this 2023, 2022-2023 regular season. Auburn travels to Vanderbilt on Saturday uh, to play the Commodores, you know, in Nashville. Uh, They follow that up uh, at home versus Ole Miss. They travel to Kentucky and Alabama in, you know, consecutive uh, games. And then they close out the season at home versus the Tennessee Volunteers, a game that they lost that was a awful display of offensive basketball. You know, maybe we'll see something different this go around, you know, Auburn's fighting for their terminal tournament lives right now memes. You know, what does what is the split here on these games that you feel like Auburn needs to not just make the tournament before it to not be a question that this is a tournament team and they're in? Yeah, so naturally the next two games gotta win them. I mean, if you if you lose these games, and it, it's crazy that like Right now, Kentucky's the team that they're saying is like a first. Like Kentucky's probably not going to be making the tournament with really? what the with what the newest projections have been, which is just like absolutely wild. 
and Kentucky, Kentucky's got a tough little stretch too because they've got to play Tennessee. They've got to play at Florida. I mean, Florida's been heating up a little bit. Okay. And then, of course, you know, you got Auburn and you got Vanderbilt and you end the season at Arkansas. They already lost Arkansas at home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Kentucky could have three, maybe four losses on the schedule at the rate they've been playing with how beat up that team's been as well. I mean, it's like Oscar Shikwe is like their only healthy player left. Mm. So, who knows how it looks for Kentucky and, and Cal's future, which is just still hilarious. But keeping it with Auburn here, you got to you got to win Vanderbilt away. You got to get that one. You've got to get the. You cannot lose to Ole Miss at home. There's just no excuse. Ole Miss is one of the uh, bottom teams in SEC standing right now. No excuse to lose that one. Mm. So uh, your conference standing right now. I mean, you've got Ole Miss is two and ten in conference. They're 10 and 15 overall. You beat them solidly on the road in front of dozens of fans. Old Miss has they beat Georgia, which is still kind of odd. But I mean, it just it was South it just lost to South Carolina and just a whole bunch of L's up before that. Not not a team that should give you trouble if it's at home and you just don't lay an egg and just beat yourself that game. Mm-hmm. But as far as as far as um, what's going on with Auburn, let me go back here. What do they got? What do they got to win? Memes. You got to win how many games of the last five? You got five. You got you got three road right. games. Already, already, two home two. Games. already said the two. Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. You got to get. Right? Gotta, yeah, you got to get those. And I think you got to get at least. You got to get realistically one of the the final three. You got to got to grab Kentucky or out because I, I would be. I don't even know if I, I agree Kentucky with four. Four out of six would, I think, secure their turn their tournament. Yeah, because I mean, not. if you beat, let me look up to see is Kentucky at Kentucky is that still considered? A, a yeah, is that going to be a quality win or do do you have to get? I think you get Tennessee and you're good, right? If and this is assuming that you beat Vanderbilt and Ole Miss, get Tennessee and now it sucks for Auburn fans, right? Because in this scenario, Bama sweeps you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking to see um, what what they're considering uh, Kentucky. Okay, all right, so here we go. This is good stuff here. Missouri tonight was a quad two win. Vanderbilt would be a quad two matchup. Ole Miss at home's quad three. Doesn't do you a whole lot. As of right now, the last three of the season would be quad ones. Okay. So if you can snag, if you can snag as many of those you can get, I mean, one, I think one of the three is realistic, should be good. Should be good to be like around that what eight or nine seed, depending on how some other things play out. From my understanding of it, as a recording, right this particular second, mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think um, for it not to be a question, you beat, you win the next to two, and then you beat Alabama or Tennessee. You know, yeah. preferably Alabama. Uh, but you know, because they're beat, they're number one in the country right now. They're number one team in the country. Yeah, Auburn's yeah. still they're thirty five in net. So like that's not a that's not a horrible spot to be in right now, right? Um, and then that's you know you, you well, take Bruce, care of business and hope some other people lay some eggs. Like you should be in pretty good shape. Well, Bruce Pearl addressed that right that net ranking and saying, hey, one of the reasons we're holding strong in the net is that although we've been losing games, we've not been getting blown out. These have been close games. These have been competitive games, and 
Uh, but you still need W's at the end of the day. <laughs> you know, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, as they used to say. So, like, if you are going to make the tournament and you don't want your tournament life to be in the hands of subjectivity, you need to win. Stack W's, right? So let's say Auburn wins out. If, if Auburn wins out right now, uh, that is a they've got what five games left. That's a twenty-three win season. Not bad. So I predicted. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> at twenty-two wins, you're still pretty good. Mm-hmm. You're still in good shape. Um, the problem is, is that you know again you have to play a Kentucky, Alabama, and Tennessee in back to back to back games and you know that's tough uh that's gonna be tough now they get six days no they don't get six days uh they're only 28 days in december i mean in february so they get about three days between kentucky and alabama um let me tell you let me before we close out i want to give you this quote from bruce pearl from the post-game presser uh just in case you haven't watched it yet he said listen these guys are tired they're tired and he talked about the road games and he talked about the grind of the schedule. And, you know, he praised them for going out and giving their all in spite of the fact that they're just exhausted. Listen, memes, he looked exhausted talking to us. Um, but you've got to grind that. If you're going to be a champion, you got to grind this out. Uh, and I think Texas A&M showed us last year that, Winning the like going on a deep run in the SEC tournament may not save you. I thought they got jobbed last year not making the tournament, yeah. and uh, they went on a good run in the at the end of the season in the SEC tournament and didn't make didn't make the NCAA tournament. So you cannot de- rely on your conference tournament unless you win it, and then you're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you win it, you yeah, win it, you're, you're automatically right. But even that grind, that's a lot of extra basketball if you're not one of the top seeds that gets the bye, right? So, you know, for Auburn, I mean... But they're still you, in good shape for that because of the way the SEC... Because everyone else in the SEC keeps losing. Well, I, so. think, I think, you know, if you're Auburn, do you give a shit about winning the SEC tournament or do you just want to finish out these games and get some rest? Because the well, coach that, is saying... <laughs> Hey man, we're exhausted. We're burnt out. And that's and that's where I think if they can get that buy in, you get a little bit extra rest. There's a few less games you got to play. And so if you can just get up there, get the double buy, get get a chance to rest, get get to top four and let that play out. And mm-hmm. if everybody else kind of keeps losing the way it is, and you can get a few, you know, sneak a few wins over there, someone you're on the bubble with, you know, right there neck and neck with, right. Get up there, and that that gives them a little bit more time. I did pull up some numbers here. Of a uh, a kind of a predictor, okay. and it actually has Auburn. The predicted predicted uh, record is twenty and eleven, which okay. being seventeen and eight right now, okay, would put us kind of at that magical number of beat the next two teams and then win um, win uh, one of the one of the next one of the next three. Mm. Yeah, or final three. Excuse me. One of the one next of, final three. Yeah, or I guess I they're mean, eighteen and eight right now. Excuse me. Let me see. It. They're eighteen and eight. So this was before tonight's game. So I guess it has. So okay, I guess scratch that. I guess it would have Auburn. Um, it would have Auburn. I'm assuming winning these next two and then potentially losing the next three. So if that does happen, 
According Oof. to these projections here, it still has Auburn as a 98% chance of getting into really. Yeah. Oh, man, it still has a 20. It like has it. Auburn a 98% chance at 20 and 11. You need some quad. You need quad one wins. Right. And I think maybe they're just adding one more quad win. It has them as a 10 seed. Uh, ESPN Oof. also has Auburn as a 10 seed. And Oof. I'm about to see what CBS has right here. And brutal, man. it That's looks brutal. like it looks like they also have Auburn's tendency. So the kicker there is you cannot like you cannot lose to Vandy or or Ole Miss, and assuming you don't somehow beat Kentucky, Tennessee, and or Alabama, doing that as well. Yeah. So now yeah. if you do if you do beat the two of them and you scoot out another win on top of that uh, your seating probably does look a little bit more favorable but at the end of the day it's about getting in the tournament and it's about raising the floor of this program to where even in kind of an unexpected off year which i think this is kind of what this would be you're still making the tournament and you're still finishing well in the top half of the SEC mm. so like that that's great like if we really think about like Ah, oh, this is not the you know we're gonna look back. But I mean, this wasn't a fantastic year where you're still in a spot to potentially finish top four or five in the SEC and still make the tournament. I mean, once you make the tournament, who knows what can happen from there? Like yeah. you got the talent. I mean, you've shown that you got the talent to hang with anybody. So, mm. well, Bruce Pearl said that his team is exhausted, but I'll tell you, uh, we are not exhausted here on the Auburn Express, powered by the War Report. Uh, my guy, Auburn Memes, joins me as always. We do this every Thursday, so tune in next Thursday. We're going to be talking. We're going to have a lot more to talk about next Thursday as well, too, depending on what happens in these next few games. Uh, Auburn, uh, between now and next Thursday, will have played Vanderbilt and Ole Miss, so we'll be reviewing uh, <laughs> what happened in the first three games of the six-game stretch uh, and what we think will happen in the last three games of that stretch uh, based on what we saw versus Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. Guys, as always, we are The War Report. Check us out on every social media platform at The War Report, TW Report on TikTok. Catch us on every single podcast platform. We are out there bringing you the gospel that is Auburn sports. Guys, we're signing off. We'll see you next week. And as always, War Eagle. We're eagle.